Today on CityCast Denver. What is the best way to understand an issue as complicated as gentrification? I raised my eyes to the sun, full, brown, and big, hoping the superpower of its illumination kisses this melanin, giving me strength to face this day, a brighter day, better days, better than today, a change gonna come, Sam Cooke used to sing. It's National Poetry Month, and we're talking to two of the people behind a new podcast from History Colorado about why poetry is the perfect lens to look at our ever-changing city. You know, gentrification and the change happening in our city, um, that's not a new story either. Today is Monday, April 12th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. news? <laughs> Though temps will only reach the low 50s today, you should get out and get some sun while you can. The rest of the week is looking pretty rainy. In positive public health news, 2 million people in Colorado have officially gotten at least one dose of the vaccine. That means a third of our state is on its way to being fully vaccinated. Still, keep those masks on and stay socially distanced because we've got a ways to go. In Please Don't Ruin, one of the last places to exist for my childhood news, Casa Bonita has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Superfan Andrew Novick launched a Save Casa Bonita GoFundMe in March to raise $100,000 for the restaurant. But that won't be nearly enough to tackle the Mexican village in a strip mall that smells like a pool's multi-million dollar debt. Here's to hoping a knight in a shining gorilla suit comes through with the cash to save it. We've got more in our newsletter every morning. Get it at citycast.fm forward slash Denver. So often when we talk about gentrification, we're talking in terms of numbers, sterile, inhumane things like real estate prices, square footage, and development. But really, gentrification is about people. In Living Denver, a new podcast from House of Pod in History, Colorado, four poets tell a deeper story about our city's changing built environment and what it means for the communities who inhabit it. Kenya Mahogany Fasha is a poet and artist, and she represents Five Points in episode one of Living Denver, where she contextualizes her poem with memories of growing up there and attending the Juneteenth Festival every year with her father. He doesn't have it anymore, but he used to have this gold tooth that would just shine. And so when my dad would put on his suit, he would have on his hat, and you know, he would go out and he would just look, he, he just knew he looked good. And he would just walk down the street and, hey man, how you doing, all right? <laughs> hey brother, hey, hey, happy June. Like he was just so happy about it. Living Denver is directed by Becca Mendoza Nunziato of House of Pod. Both her and Kenya joined the podcast today to tell me more about this project. Becca, I want to start with you. You start the show with a land acknowledgement, and I wondered if you could talk about what what a land acknowledgement is and why you chose to do it for this show. Yeah, so for this show, um, History Colorado really wanted to make sure that we were we're speaking about place, right? What makes a place? What makes a city? What builds community in a city? And um, so often when we start our history of the city, we begin with the first white settlers that came out from the East, right? And uh, so it was important for us to really talk about how this place carries stories that come 
way before, you know, my own individual life, the lives of these uh, amazing poets, and that we really want to acknowledge that this land belonged to other people in the sense of belonging in relationship, and those relationships matter when we talk about uh, when we talk about our city. Yeah, I think that's so crucial because it it's not it's not as if Denver just appeared in 1860. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. And when we think about, you know, gentrification and the change happening in our city, um, that's not a new story either, right? right. <laughs> these are these are very old stories on land that that carries that time and that energy and these um, complex webs of of communities. Kenya, I have a couple questions for you, but first I want to play the recording of you performing your poem for the community uh, for five points. I raised my eyes to the sun, full, brown, and big, hoping the superpower of its illumination kisses this melanin, giving me strength to face this day, a brighter day, better days, better than today, a change gonna come, Sam Cooke used to sing. Well, Mr. Cook. If you were alive today, you'd be disappointed to see that lately we keep repeating the same old recipes, dishing out the same old bogus, but no more insanity. These woke eyes are focused. Third eye was never blind. Seeing through the hocus pocus of 2020 visions. I'm dreaming, dreaming of a future sliced in half by the blades of my tongue. So for sure, Mr. Cook, it may not be right now, but a change is going to come. We have to do the work for what it's worth. And I bleed community until there's nothing left. Giving birth to my voice. Shout out Five Points, Welton Street, and Brother Jeff for allowing this voice, this Black voice, to know nothing but power, love, and unity. Black mind, Black surface, Black heart, Black purpose will no longer be duplicated, suffocated, or ignored. You can't steal this liberation the way you stole a community. Gentrification, nostalgia, missing the old hood, 93 Juneteenth celebrations, my vocal cords will still speak freely. My voice, the rhythm to this melody that keeps society on beat without me leaves a future obsolete. And it can't hold peace until I'm seen in all of my essence as a queen. I dream. Dream bigger dreams than Dr. King. Bigger than intergalactic galaxies because that's how much space it will take for the stars in my universe to shine. And nothing will dim this shine. So my purpose is to spark the mind that shifts the world. Dreaming to a brighter future to infinity and beyond. Mr. Cook. Fool. Brown and big. I've kept my eyes raised to the sun. I can feel the vibrations of vibranium turning its power. And now I can finally see that change that you sung about. It sure is going to come. Can you, can you tell me about it? Was there a moment or an experience that sparked you to write this poem? Brie, I feel like, I feel like my whole life is the experience of this poem. It was something that has been happening um, just things happening in the community, changes that are happening without people's control that has been happening in the community for lots of years. So I guess where I was with it, I, I just, it was, it was a time of just the COVID kind of hitting the fan of everything happening in 2020 and um, being inspired to say, okay, I see changes have been made, but we still have a long way to go. Um, people are awakening up um, waking up, if that's the word, waking up to um, basically something called morale, something that, you know, you see what is wrong, what is right. 
And I feel like um, 2020 just kind of brought a spear to that and kind of brought it to its head to kind of see, you know, this change is happening, yes, but it's slowly happening, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah, absolutely. It's an ongoing process in our communities, good and bad. And sometimes it is that moment we have to stop and reflect on something to say, I want to say something about this in this moment. Right. Your poem and and the story that you share represent five points to me. And I wonder, what do you hope listeners take away from your episode that they might already not know about your neighborhood? That, I mean, it's it's heavy rooted in um, the arts. I feel like from Welton, 29th and Welton to um, at least 20th and Welton, my fingerprint is all down that street, just with so many venues um, that has had open mics or so many venues that were theaters and just so much art up and down that street. All of that is just heavily rooted in that neighborhood. And I feel like though it is changing a bit, some things are still being added and some things are being pushed out. I feel like diversity is great, um, but when it's when it's being pushed out in a way um, that you're targeting a certain demographic of people, it becomes kind of a, a negative situation. But it's still alive, uh, that Welton Street. I feel like that whole Welton Street, um, Five Points area is still alive and thriving in the arts. Kenya, in the Living Denver episode, you talked about not feeling as comfortable in your own neighborhood as you once did. Can you talk about that discomfort? Yeah, I I feel like um, I am a person who embraces diversity. I love diversity because uh, I feel like you're not the odd one out in a predominantly whatever type of demographic of people it is. So I think that when I walk into spaces that have now been kind of gentrified and certain bars or certain restaurants um, that, that you once felt comfortable walking into, like I said, it, it's a it's a bit of an unease that you're not welcome there either or that you're just not belonging. And it's kind of a, a culture shock in a way because this is a space that you frequent majority of your life and you've come down here and and because it changed slightly now, it's something um, not as welcoming, not as comfortable. And I, and I feel like a lot of the things that are happening in the neighborhood are becoming more diverse. Um, but there are certain spaces where it's just not so many people of color or just people of color at all. And it's just kind of hard to kind of identify yourself when you're like the only one, <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. So in your neighborhood, in your own neighborhood right. where you used to right. feel at home. Exactly. Becca, I want to ask you about this, this format and why do you think poetry is the right lens to look at an issue like gentrification and displacement in Denver neighborhoods right now? You know, I think poetry does so much. You know, I think about the ways even in Kenya's um, beautiful piece, Change Gonna Come, you can hear the emotion, you can hear Kenya's body kind of um, reacting and responding and encouraging and inviting a way of showing up to these challenges. And um, so often, I think spoken word and poetry can really 
help us unlink kind of our our way of thinking about our cities, that that artistic lens invites us into a more generative kind of flow and process. And these are, you know, these are people's homes and generations of of where we go to school, where we play in the park, you know. And that's really what Living Denver is trying to capture is that this is a lived experience, not just buildings that are getting torn down or um, flipped houses. You know, it's a deeper embodied encounter with our neighborhoods. Kenya, what do you hope listeners can take away from your poem and your story in the podcast? Well, um, as a writer, um, period, I hope to build awareness of a subject matter, right? And I wanted to connect with Sam Cooke because he was a, 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 you know, a musician, a singer who, because he spoke about um, change is going to come, was kind of um, blackballed and, um, some would even say killed um, because he spoke out. Same as Billie Holiday, right? Um, singing about strange fruit. They they basically blackballed her and told her to stay in her place if she could not speak out. And what wonderful time it is to be alive today that we are able to speak out about certain mm. things like this, um, such as like gentrification or our, our, our neighborhood being stolen from, from under people. Because I know a lot of uh, you know, older people who have lived in the neighborhoods for so long, um, who have been threatened, it's been kind of a negative situation for them, who have been threatened to get out of the neighborhood. Um, but there is there is going to be a new day and a new time where mm-hmm. the way that we are thinking now is hopefully going to elevate and um, synchronize us to be more synergized with each other. Becca, Kenya's piece and poem are such a great introduction to this series. What can we expect to hear from the rest of the the poets in the series in Living Denver? So we got to really do a four-part view of the city, which is so beautiful and full, and there's so much more, right? So um, what's coming up next is we have an artist and muralist, uh, Josiah Lopez, and he'll speak about the West Side. Um, We have Jonathan Stahls talking to us from a pedestrian perspective about Colorado Boulevard. And then we have Ramon del Castillo, who talks to us about uh, North Denver, the North Side, and specifically La Raza Park. And uh, History Colorado, this is a part of a larger initiative called Building Denver. And so there's actually a whole exhibit that folks can visit and share their own visions um, and kind of join in the chorus of of thinking about what it's like to live in Denver. I'm looking forward to all of those voices. I know all of those voices just peripherally through their work, and I can't wait to hear their perspectives as well. That's great. Thank you both so much. I feel honored that I get to listen to people's work and then talk to them directly about it. So thank you both (laughs) so much. This was great. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Bree. That was Kenya Fashaw and Becca Mendoza-Nunziato of the Living Denver podcast. We'll drop a link to subscribe in our show notes. The podcast is part of Building Denver, an exhibit at History Colorado opening May 29th. And another good thing to know about Living Denver is that it's a co-production with House of Pod, the community podcast incubator in Curtis Park. Our producer, Paul, used to work there. And if you want to make a podcast in Denver, there's no better place to start. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? 
Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our wonderful morning newsletter at citycast.fm forward slash Denver. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Hold on a second. I just killed a bug with my hand. Hold on.